not playing with lex and dan he's lex he's dan and together we are lex and dan which you might not have seen coming (laughs) if you're just tuning in this is the show where we watch movies that are by all accounts popular but that one or both of us has not seen and this season which is season five we've embarked upon truly a once in a lifetime journey (laughs) they said it couldn't be done or at least they certainly said it shouldn't be done but they never said it wouldn't be done and here we are We are watching done. the entirety, uh, well, or at least we have so far embarked. <laughs> we are pledging to watch the entirety. We are pledging entirety. to watch the entirety of the Fast and Furious series saga, epic saga. Is that fair? It is fair. L- last time we watched the 2001 initial uh, movie in the franchise, The Fast and the Furious. I'm just not sure if they were fast enough. Or that they were furious enough. I'm glad that you think that, because two years after that, in 2003, they returned with Too Fast, Too Furious. And let me tell you what I love about this. I love... A lot of franchises take a little while to lean in to some wackiness in, like, titling, but they just yes. went for it in one, two... Like, number two, right? Like, they're not like, yes. oh, we're just going to call it The Fast and the Furious 2. They're like, no. Too Fast, number two. Too Furious, also number two. Yeah, stylized both of them with numerals. Uh, the one question I have right off the bat is: Are they ever exactly Fast and Furious enough? Because the first time I thought maybe they weren't, and this now in this one I'm told that they're going to be too Fast and too Furious. Are they ever exactly the right amount of Fast? Well, and I mean, the Fast and the Furious too. would be seems like that'd be just about the right amount. Like you don't want to be like not I Fast or Furious enough. Fast in there, then they wouldn't need any sequels. I think they clearly weren't either Fast or Furious enough. Otherwise, the sequel would be irrelevant, unnecessary. That's fair. Yeah, you, that's, that's a good point. Science. That's a good point. They they need to up their anger and their speed in order to really compete on the whatever is happening here. So it was funny knowing that we were doing this, and I feel like I say this in so many episodes that I do think about it during the day. Like, there's not much prep you can do when the podcast is about a movie you haven't seen because I still will have not seen it until I've seen <laughs> it. But I was like, what could I possibly know about this one that I didn't know about the first one? I know from you that The Rock doesn't start showing up in these movies until later, so I'm assuming he's not in this one. And I know like truly nothing else. I so my assumptions were I was like, well, what could the movie be about? Is that the cop is going to be back? I am optimistic, and I do not know. I'm optimistic that he's going to either decide to actually be a cop or give up on being a cop. Mm, but I don't think mm. we can continue the thing of being a very cracky <laughs> cop who does not arrest the bad guys. I think you're probably well. So I, I there were a couple things. One of which I think I sort of knew but had forgotten. And then when I glanced at the IMDb page, I was reminded. And then another factor that I learned really briefly while glancing at the IMDb page. And I don't know if you want me to share those with you or not, because I still don't know. That's like the extent of what I know based on what I just saw. But that's not like stuff that I that's stuff that I accidentally found out basically while checking on like, what year did this movie come out? Uh, I'm okay if you share. Okay, so the two things I do know. One, I believe he is an ex-cop as of this movie. Okay. And two, I believe... And not 100% sure, but I believe Vin Diesel is not in this movie. What? I think this is a Paul Walker is carrying it kind of situation. Wow. Maybe appears in a cameo or something? I don't know. Like I, I, But I don't think he is. 
I don't think this is like an equally weighted. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess calibrate your expectations accordingly. <laughs> well, that's it. Because I wanted to see if I liked Vin Diesel more as this series progressed. I won't know from today. No, I think that this is a necessary stop, but is maybe I was also told, according to our, our, our fast, furious guru, Tony Sindelar, that the pivot point is like past the third one where it turns into, you know, ridiculous action franchise, like pivots away from cars to like ridiculous action franchise that sometimes has car stuff in it. So I think it took a few before they really established their bona fides as like super uh, pumped up, like adrenaline action movie, not just about like we're racing cars. Wow. So that's, okay. that's kind of the overview I have. So it might be, and, and then I think next week, based on stuff that he told me and stuff that I know, we'll have a decision to make. We have a branch point at whether we want to follow the order in which the movies were released oh my God. or the chronological order in which they occur. Wow. Well, I know that uh, historically on Not Playing, we go chronological uh, of storyline. Yes. No, this is true. <laughs> and that would be an interesting tack to take because I think there's only one where it's like out of place out in, of order yeah, yeah yeah so we can we can decide we can watch this and see how we're feeling well i will tell you i had absolutely no idea that vin wasn't going to be in this one i love that um i forget the guy's name all the time that uh is it, is it paul walker paul walker name? yes i love that he is going to be a former cop because he should rightly be a former cop he is terrible at his cop job yep uh but good at racing cars apparently um the bummer or at least is so so yeah the bummer is we're going to miss out on the scenes that I have loved in multiple movies we've watched on Not Playing of sort of renegade cop mm. dealing with authority in the police right, hierarchy right, right. and being I'm, gruff yeah. with them. Yeah. Because we saw that in Beverly Hills Cop. Lethal Weapon. And Lethal Weapon. And, uh, a little bit in Die Hard. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I guess we can't do that now. Maybe he'll have a run with the cop and they'll be like, are you on the wrong side of the law now? And he'll be like, I'm fast and furious. <laughs> I'm Mr. Fast. This is my partner, Mr. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> like Will Smith and Tommy Lee. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it. Maybe we should do a whole season that's just like like Cop on the Edge. Like that could be a whole theme. <laughs> cop on the Edge. And the theme song of that season will be Band on the Run, just because that's what popped in my head. Cop on the... Yeah, it scans. I'm, I'm, on, yeah. Bo- I'm on board. Uh, well, so I truly know nothing, and I'm simply assuming, okay, it's going to be fast. <laughs> do you it's going to be furious. Do you think it's going to be furious? Do you think it will be too furious if, if he's a former cop and vin diesel's not in it it's not going to be it's like a you know, rehash of the first right, movie. it's not going to be it's not going to be that right so i'm assuming now they have to evade the law still um but it's going to just be a story of fast cars and i wanted to say fast women but then i felt guilty about it i have no idea it's self-discovery no idea. fast cars yeah. and self-discovery yes yes i'm excited dan i don't know i this one's longer than the first one it's nearly a two-hour film uh, um, it's an hour and 47 that's pretty close yeah, well, it's, I thought the first one was an hour 30, no? No, it was an hour 46. In fact, they're almost exactly oh. the same. So Maybe it's the same movie. <laughs> and they it CGI may be the same To replace Vin Diesel. I can't promise it's not the same movie. Hi, I'm Thin Diesel. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible know. name. Well, I, you know, I only learned when we watched last time that Vin Diesel's not his real name. <laughs> That's true. Not shocking to learn, but any other thoughts that you have before we uh, start watching? uh no i think i'm i think i'm i'm good i i don't know if this one's good or not but like i'm I'm eager to see how they progress this franchise to the point where it right. becomes the phenomenon 
The thing for me is these movies are really, really popular, and there's got to be a reason. Right. And I'm trying to find it. And 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 when you when you do a first movie and it's successful enough that they're like, yeah, sequel, let's do this. You know, there has to be something there, especially there has to be something there that keeps people coming back. And I I don't know what that is. Because <laughs> the first one, I think, yeah. by all regards, even though it, like it wasn't probably wasn't like a super cheap movie, but it was probably a lot cheaper than a lot of movies that were starting to get made around that time. Yeah. Because neither of those stars were like super famous. There's a lot of car racing stuff, but there's probably not like a ton of special effects. I mean, like there's a lot of like stunt work and like practical stuff, but I'm guessing it made a lot more money than it cost. And that was a big reason that they brought it and, you know, turned into a franchise. I also, I did note, I don't know much about cars at all, but I did note that it didn't, it felt like they were equal opportunity car drivers in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of waiting for the one where it's like, it's all Fords. You know what I mean? Like if there's some time when there's a, an automaker that's like, make sure it's all yeah. RV. It's too fast, too Fordius. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Ah, uh, that joke was hard to afford. Oh. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, listen, I... The the shame, Dan, is that listeners only get to hear us talk about the movie before we've seen it and after we've seen it. I, I wish that they could watch along with us. Do you wish? You wish that? I do. You like Is that like your birthday wish? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what, Lex? I'm here to grant your birthday wish. If you, what? If you, Lex, were a member of The Incomparable, and you really should be, mm-hmm. you could listen to Lex and I watch unabridged the entirety of this movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, and listen to our commentary along the way. Which is, uh, I, I don't want to oversell it, but I'm going to say sparkling. I think sparkling yeah. is the word we're looking if for. If you're a, a, a free Incomparable listener and you're not a member and you're like, what the hell is it like to watch along with Lex and Dan if we sync up that commentary track to the movie? First of all, make sure you turn off the, uh, the, all your, your speeding up things in your podcast. Yeah, that, choice, that's super problematic. But second of all, uh, it's basically like watching a movie with us in person, where we make jokes whenever there's downtime, yep. but we make sure we can hear all the dialogue. <laughs> well, we don't want to miss anything important, and we don't want our exactly. listeners to miss anything important. So, yeah. if you are an incomparable member, you can go over to the First Class feed and download the commentary tracks for Not Playing With Lex and Dan. If you are not yet an incomparable member, you can, of course, go sign up to be an incomparable member. You'll get full access to all of our commentary tracks, as well as a bunch of other great perks for being an incomparable member, which wow. includes access to the bootleg feed, other member special content, and even a vaunted entrance into the incomparable members Slack, where you can hang out with us and like-minded members of the community. And you get your choice of membership levels. There's everything from $5 a month up to uh, higher amounts with more perks and fun stuff that you can get. You can, of course, also choose which shows to support, and we hope you will support Not Playing with Lex and Dan. Well, Dan, I have some good news for you. What's that news, Lex? The both of us have now seen Too Fast, Too Furious, and that statement of mine is too legit, too quick. (laughs) Indeed, we have. Do you feel that it lived up to its name of being too fast and too furious? I'll tell you this. I liked it more than the first one, and I thought it was fast and furious and uh, knowingly funny. This time, I felt like they had characters who were funny, not just like funny lines, but like literally characters who were meant to be funny yeah and that helps i'm i'm totally with you i think a big part of it too was there was definitely a leaning in 
to the fun aspect. Like the first one, I feel like tried a little too hard to be like gritty and like realistic. And this time they definitely veered away from that. Like you said, not just characters who are funny, but like who are having a good time and enjoying it in a way that in the first movie, it was a lot more like grim and posturing and like, my life is hard. And I, you know, I became a criminal because of bad things that happened, et cetera. Right. Like, whereas this one, it's a little more, and it realizes the value of its entertainment and kind of goes with that. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was fun. It's I will say, were it not for this project, not a movie I would ever seen, <laughs> but the first one I tolerated, this one I would say I liked, although I have many, many, many <laughs> concerns. Yeah, I mean, it is still a movie from 2003, and it is still a movie that is really, you know, really dialed into machismo and a lot of uncomfortable... I mean, yeah, the gender roles, not great. Yeah. So here's, this is not a thing that's unique to Fast and Furious, but there is a thing in sequels mm-hmm. where you try to, if you're the, the people who made the movie, you're like, we don't know what worked from the first one, so let's do all the things in the first <laughs> one again, right? Right, right. Um, Pitch Perfect is a, a movie franchise that I think really fell into this trap in a bad way. You know, it was like, well, we had one gross-out joke in that one, so now we should have two gross-out jokes right. in the second one. And this, it's, that's not what people liked about it. And so it it's, appears that rampant misogyny yeah. <laughs> will be a hallmark of these films in a way that's more offensive than the James Bond movies we watched together. Yeah, I, and again, the, that is not a problem that's unique to this franchise, but it is certainly put very blatantly on display in this movie like as as we were talking about towards the end there uh eva mendez's character who is introduced as a she is a cop she is undercover you know that that's an important job right like that should have some agency her agency is is entirely removed in the second half of the movie and she goes as is her ability to speak yeah she has like a solid five minutes where she is essentially the ball right like that the characters are vying for and she does not have a line which is yeah. utter it's just totally ridiculous and it's, it's, and really, it's she doesn't end the movie with with our hero right right like they walk right. away they go their separate ways which i was like okay so she has a tiny bit of agency right yeah and, and i mean yeah I've, it just seemed like it was it was very weak uh and the only other woman that i think we really get in this movie is our um uh, uh suki who's right. shown to be a very good racer at the beginning and then kind of drops off the radar for most of the movie and then shows up a little bit at the end. But, right. You and know, she has th- a team of support women who disappear. <laughs> yes, yes. They're, I think they show up briefly in that whole scene with all the cars, but, yeah, not, not otherwise not much. I will say, you know, other than uh, on, the, on another angle of it, I feel like this movie does better with the representation, or not, not necessarily the representation of people of color, but specifically that it is largely a cast of people of color. Yes. And it's not just reduced to those people all being entirely like stereotypes. There are definitely parts that are. Right. Definitely parts that are. And like the characters are typically, are, are mostly both the the minority characters and everybody else a little bit, one note sure like yes, yes. ludicrous pretty much only ever wants to kind of be hustling races yep. and being happy about everything that's happening and you told me the actor's name but i forget it uh the the main co-star who's uh, tyrese tyrese uh is always angry <laughs> or hungry always suspicious of everyone else's motives yeah <laughs> but I, like I, there's not a lot of growth I, and development that to be fair none of these characters are well fleshed out <laughs> 
like this is not a movie with a lot of three-dimensional characters in it uh i think you and i both agreed that our favorite character is agent bilkins the fbi agent who was kind of the foil in the first movie and is now just the like playing the danny glover lethal weapon role essentially exactly which i appreciate i think he does a fine job i think he knows exactly the role he's supposed to play and he plays the heck out of it yep i agree i agree the uh the thing i think that we saw here that they sort of leaned into which i enjoyed was i think at the very end is that um the the sort of ridiculous stunt thing right like driving the car into the boat feels like a point at which these french maybe this franchise starts to evolve a little more from let's just drive our cars as fast as possible to let's do some wacky car related stunts yes i think that uh, uh, foreshadowed by the uh drawbridge in the beginning yep the drawbridge yep but yes i feel like that moment was really the although there was no shark visible in the water yes, that's right <laughs> Well, this, I mean, uh, and, and you got to take it to the next level again. Leaning into that, that seems like there's only so many times you can make movies about people going undercover as street racers. It feels like, yeah. And, uh, at some point, they could just not be undercover and they could just be bad guys. Like we just lean full into the let's yeah. do some racing hustling. I think that's where the franchise is going towards, based on my my limited knowledge of the rest of the series. And I think that's a smart decision because yeah. that is a more entertaining part of this than the the street racing culture i think the street racing culture is not something that really bears you know eight movies worth of i I actually also appreciated the moment where early on when they were sent to do the race to prove that you could be the racers Mm -hmm. where they sent uh, somebody went under a truck and crashed there right (laughs) and i appreciated that not every movie is going to show you successfully sliding under trucks because that's not a thing that cars can typically do with ease and today in this film no that guy probably listen i know we talked about it as we were watching i think several people are basically supposed to have died during that racing yeah no yeah one guy got like demolished a car a truck drove over his car he is not all right no no tears were shed but i was like well that's sad that that one bad guy was dead (laughs) it's not like the um i mean i don't know if you i grew up watching the a-team and dukes of hazard and stuff like that and there were invariably in those movies the car would get forced off the road and roll over and then like the cop or whoever it was would like crawl out the window and like shake their fist at the at our heroes blows up a moment or two later yeah right but the whole point being like you know it was kind of acknowledged that it was for show and it was not like a you know this none of those shows were brutal realistic shows and this movie i feel like again i would have been totally fine it would have been unrealistic, but it would have been totally fine in some ways if the guy had crawled out afterwards and been like, ah, shake his fist. Like, because it's not a movie where we're like, gonna, like you said, we're not going to spend a lot of time dwelling on, right. the, on the people who have gotten totally murdered by, you know, trucks driving <laughs> over them. Although all's dwell that ends dwell. Mm. There were several performances that I really liked. And honestly, when they allowed Ava or Eva Mendez to speak, I thought she did a fine job. And I thought that they were attempting to give her character strength, right? She wasn't compromised the way they expected. She did the job right. And she like, like helped but did, them. Did anyone ever really believe she was compromised? Because they never gave anything in her performances to even remotely make a hint of that. I never, I don't know. I never thought there was right. much of a question of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I I would agree, but like they, it felt like it felt like a crappy uh, male writer's attempt at yes, drawing a strong. Line. Agreed. Both her and Suki was that her name? Yep, I might have yeah. the name. Okay, so I, I don't know. I, they get a, a D for effort on that front. Like this, <laughs> it was definitely funnier. And I, although at one point as we were watching, you were slightly confused about some of the intricacies of the plot, I felt like 
It, uh, that, it sounded like I was mocking you just now, which I was not. Um, <laughs> you have seen me struggle through many Star Wars films, and I don't think this movie actually had too many intricacies. But as they, we were talking as we watched about all the car terms that get thrown around where we have no idea what they're talking about, and then like, well, we're going to do this, and then this, and then this thing. And you don't really know, but like, it still does a decent job of holding your hand to like, this is what you're going to root for now, and this is what you're expecting to right, see now. Right. And I thought that was all right. I, I thought one of the weak points in this movie, actually, especially compared to the last one, I know you didn't love Vin Diesel in the last one, but I will say the villain in this movie i felt left a lot to be desired oh very like he's so this cartoonish level and that whole scene with the rat yeah right like that's just the this again the clumsy uh, you know attempt to putting in a like oh you you know we're gonna show you how bad this guy is he puts rats in garbage cans on people and makes and them eat them. And then heats up the garbage can so yeah. that the rat will get bitey it's a it's like it's not only it's a, right it's like a super villain torture that is there are way easier ways to do this but we're going to be creative about it in a way that's you know designed to be more disturbing and the threat didn't work and there was no ramification seemingly seen or planned for that failure yeah we spent a lot of time with the development of that one dirty cop who is actually not that important yeah there were a couple scenes that just felt very extraneous i mentioned one to you as we were watching this poker scene that we just yes hey all these characters still exist and i'm not sure why they needed to remind us but they did it was fine i guess there was a little bit of the whole like they're good they're they're setting something up but yeah it wasn't and much. They, they're friends they're gonna help each other out i guess I yeah know. yeah but this one seemed like this one seemed to have the rivalries all be between bad guys and good guys right um which i appreciate because the first one is, it felt sort of like there were some animosities for no good reason yeah right well, the um, so interestingly, the director did take a. I think they took a step up. I would argue the director of the, of the first movie was Rob Cohen, who is a guy who's mainly known for a ton of action movies. You got Dragonheart, uh, you got one of the later Mummy movies, uh, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, and this one we had John Singleton, who recently passed away, actually, uh, who famously directed, you know, Boys in the Hood. So I, I, you know, I don't know if that showed at all. We commented early on that they, uh, they spent a lot of time on the gear shifts in the car races and a lot of time on the uh, special effects of, of uh, hitting your nos. I said, where I, I'm, I'm starting to trying to pick up the lingo. Nice, uh, but yeah, I, nice. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, it seemed like a pretty technically competent movie. I didn't have a lot of complaints about that aspect of it yeah i liked it i liked that um they also tried to tie up as many loose ends as they could first of all i right. love that paul uh, walker was no longer a cop and then uh, i love at the end when you get your your hardened cop who's telling them like well we pardoned all those people who yeah, helped you right, out right so no ramifications for them and we're giving you guys a car and uh you probably stole thick wads of cash and we're gonna look the other way we're okay with that totally uh, on so board i was okay with all that i guess yeah, I mean, again, this is not a movie that seems like it's taking anything very seriously, and I'm totally okay with that because it's the it's the kind of movie that I don't think it's a movie that requires necessarily a lot of brain power <laughs> yeah. to sit back and enjoy. Mostly, you're there for the cars, and I I think I agree. I I feel like the writing and the characters, if not improved, at least they focused on the aspects that were the most appealing or entertaining. Uh, right. And so I'm kind of hoping that that's where it continues to go from here. Yeah. I mean, if they if this is the tone they're going for in the next ones, then at least I know there's something funny to look forward to. I believe that Ludacris is in more, and I kind of liked his character, although I would like to see some more depth there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tyrese keeps coming back or I not. Think I, I, think he, I think he does. I think he's a recurring character as well. 
I think they sort of have a big roster of people that sort of go in and out through various movies. Got it. So yeah, I think Paul Walker's mainly the constant until his untimely death, unfortunately. I will also say that um, when I left college in 2002, graduated college, I moved to LA and I worked as an assistant to an agent in Hollywood. Mm. And uh, Vin Diesel wasn't in Too Fast, Too Furious because he wanted to make The Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, uh, yes. Which is one of two movies that I read scripts for that I said, these are bad and these movies shouldn't be made. <laughs> <laughs> one was the chronicles of riddick and the other was x vs sever both of which were made and both of which i would argue are bad so uh yeah i think i can go on board with that uh tony sindelar our fan of the fast and furious is also a weirdly a chronicles of riddick fan i think good although i think he'll admit that it's not a good movie <laughs> but there's a there's a cheese value to it yes but uh i don't know i i was not familiar with tyrese's work I don't think I, I was just looking at his bio now, but I thought he, I, I thought that he was at least convincing as his character. I thought his character was incredibly well written, but I thought he did a nice job with it. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be enjoying himself a lot, which is the key thing. I think he was a model before he started, moved into acting. He does music as well. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Uh, I feel like I had seen him in something else, but it might've been, you know, I know he's in one or two of the Transformers movies. I've only seen like That's one, correct. I think, but. I don't see modeling it. in his history. But, oh, no. Yeah, he, he was a model, too, and a VJ. But he, he's written stuff. I don't know. But, but He's I, a triple threat. I, I don't like to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> I am not blown away by Paul Walker's performance in any of these thus far. It feels he to me like he... the least interesting character. And yes. it feels like, you know, not to be too reductive, but it feels like we need a white guy to sell this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he also just, it feels like an actor. Like, and not yeah. like, not a good actor, but he just feels like a person who's reading these lines. I don't find him believable at all. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, not. I believe that he died in something, and there, there's no word that it was actually a, a high-speed crash, but he died in a car crash. But I just, it doesn't feel to me like he actually is a driver of fast cars. <laughs> like, he just seems like he's faking it in every scene. And that he doesn't always, like, understand all the words in his lines. Uh, it's like, it's like Bad Keanu Reeves line reading <laughs> style. You know he's, I mean? he's not a very compelling person to center your story on certainly i i think yeah. that is a there's not a lot of there there <laughs> and i agree with you that i think his lines are he, his delivery is fine uh, but it's not i felt like he loosened up a little bit towards the end of this movie and i think he had decent chemistry with tyrese like the two of them had a bit of a like a, a bromance but like it wasn't it wasn't amazing but like i think I bought their relationship more than I bought his relationship with Vin Diesel in the last movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's not the person that you, well, you know, he's the person who was in the main franchise, and so you stick with him, I guess. But, yeah, to me, he was not the person who I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see Paul Walker again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean i i will say this i'm not dreading watching the third movie in this installment well because, okay uh, or third installment in this series yeah well at which point we should figure out because we have two options as i mentioned before i believe and i will consult i'm gonna make tony sinzler consulting producer on this uh, season of not playing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the next one takes place in sort of I don't want to say the the near like the future essentially from when these movies were made. I think it takes place like a few years ahead of when it actually came out, and then the subsequent movies take place up to a certain point, like in between. So it, it gets like I think it's like technically comes after five or six or something in the chronology of the movies, and I don't know how we want to address that. I thought that the 
that Tokyo Drift was the third of the initial trilogy, but I could be wrong about that. I it is know. certainly the third movie that came out, but it, uh, my understanding is it takes place later in the world of the Fast Furious. But I will consult uh, with our with our consulting producer, and I will figure I also out. Just learned while looking at the list of movie titles that the fourth one made is called Fast and Furious. <laughs> Yep, there you go. They're just fast and furious enough. There you go. That's that's the one where they'll finally nail. <laughs> well, Dan, I've enjoyed this one. And are you also? Are you like? Uh, are you dreading the the third? No, whichever not one at that all. is. Not at all. I, I like you. Uh, like you said, I think this is on an upswing here, and I felt like uh, leaning into the ridiculousness is a good move for this Embracing. franchise. Yes. and I think that's something I look forward to because. If I'm not going to be sticking around for just like the great performances or super yes. intricate plots, I'm going to be here for stunts and ridiculous things done with cars. And I think, from- like you, I I just felt like that moment where they they find the hidden secret ramp that they didn't know was there, yeah. drive onto the boat from land. That's like, oh, okay, you guys get that they that you embrace the camp. Lean yeah, I mean, they the put it. They did put ejector seats in their cars. Too. Yes. Like again, one of which worked. Yeah, again. I think that's solid. That's a good move. That's the kind of stuff I'm here to see. I'm into that. Well, Dan, uh, our listeners can join us next time when we watch whatever we choose to make the third movie in this Fast and the Furious season. And until then... I know what you're going to say. Keep watching the cars. Keep watching the cars. I think it's our pal Ludacris and uh, Suki. That's my guess. Put money down. Mm, I like that. How much? How much are you betting? I don't know, like th- th- thirty large ones. That's like a dollar, <laughs> right? <laughs>